0: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, October 26th. We are here live. We've got an hour this morning to answer your questions. It is a free for all. Anything goes. Pick up the phone and join us. 855 950 3835. A couple things, and then uh, we're going to get right to the calls. We've got Chuck back with us, spoke to Chuck earlier this week, uh, talked about his business, talked about some numbers. He didn't have a report right in front of him. I didn't have a business report. So uh, I asked Chuck to call back this morning, and he has, and I've got some numbers so we can start to get down to some sort of a plan. Uh, What uh, to... Something going on in California. I've got to do a little digging. I didn't really have time to get much into this, but the... Headline reads, California puts teeth in emission regs with new smog check system. Owner-operators there must register. So it sounds like there's going to be some sort of physical uh, um, test of the emission systems. That could get interesting because obviously there's an awful lot of trucks running around in California that are not compliant. I mean, all you have to do is drive down the road and you can kind of tell. Um, that doesn't count for their agricultural trucks, though. They're exempt. Stupidest rule ever. We want to clean up our air, but the trucks that drive all of their miles here all day long, we're going to exempt them. and We're going to make people who drive in here a couple times a year comply. Just typical government. Uh, but it looks like they're going to uh, start testing trucks and you're going to have to register your vehicles if you want to operate there. Uh, It sounds to me like the rates within California and in and out of California should go up because there's going to be a lot of trucks not in compliance. And in an economy like this, for most people, it would not make sense to get into compliance unless an awful lot of your miles are in California and you can't change it. So, uh, that should get interesting. I've got some other things, but we do have um we do have this call and I want to get to it. So uh pick up the phone and join me. We've got an hour today, so you want to jump in quickly. Eight five five nine five zero three eight three five. Let's go back to Indiana. Chuck, good morning. Morning, Kevin. All right. So thank you for getting me the numbers. Uh sure. Makes much more sense now. Um when I look at numbers like this in an economy we're heading into, I, I've only got one word, and it's just survival. We just want to stay in mm-hmm. business. There's not a lot we're going to be able to do to really improve things. We just want to avoid making any big mistakes that might put us out of business. The next I agree the next thing that would matter, the next number that would matter, Um, what would it take you to just pay the minimum bills at home just not to get kicked out? You know, to to keep a roof over your head, keep the lights on. We don't, you know, try to set aside any money during time like this. We're not going to invest in our retirement. Um, We're certainly going to cut out any expense we can.
1: Oh yeah, there's 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 some there's some fat that I can trim off at home for sure, easy.
0: Okay, if we um, were to trim as much fat, I mean, cut the fat till it hurts. How much would it yep. take you to pay the bills for the year or a month, whatever number you might know? Um, just thinking right off the top of the head, so seven fifty house uh, insurance
1: is another hundred and twenty a month, <laughs> car payments. 650 and uh, there's the lawnmower and generators. So.
0: Uh, okay. So here's,
1: here's something so I'm else. A little over a thousand the, a month on just a house.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then 700 and some on the, is it the car? Uh, yeah. So, that's the only vehicle payment I have is yes. just the car. 600 and some dollars. So we're up to sixteen, seventeen hundred 1700 okay. a month with the big stuff. You know, there's, there's insurance, there's gas, there's, so your next piece of homework would be to get that number down to not the penny because there are expenses we can't predict accurately, but get it down to where you are accounting for all of your expenses. And I mean, right down to the, you know, pumpkin spice latte, um, you're getting in the morning. It's got to be everything. You know, we carry a little notebook around. We write down any cash we spend. We go through our bank accounts, our credit card charges. We need to come up with a number because that's critical. I mean, what what really puts people out of business? Well, on this scale, when, when we are the business, um, yeah, we either overspend on the, the business, which you've already done and we can't really fix right now. We just have to deal with that. But then if you can't pay the bills at home, that's when people close doors and go get a job that pays more than what their business is paying. And I can promise you, um, it's not a great time to go get a job as a truck driver, but there are always driving jobs. And most Hmm. of them today would pay more than what you're making. So, you know, we Hmm. we need to figure out how you stay in business. And that means how are you going to pay the bills at home? So we need to get that sure. number. Uh, so that's your next piece of homework. And you're seeing how we do this. Okay. Everything about this, is it's just math. It's numbers. and But we need sure. really accurate numbers. So what we're looking at right now is that you are keeping 53 cents a mile for all miles. There was a time... Uh, on year to date, yes. Yeah, there was a time... Three or four or five years ago, where that was reasonable. I never thought it was good. It was actually not far off some of the averages we saw with owner operators. You could certainly do a lot better, but it wasn't horrible. It wasn't, well, I'm going to be out of business. But things have changed dramatically right. in the last three years. 53 cents a mile oh right now is just scary. Mm. Um, here's a here's one of the things we just have to be aware of. At 53 cents a mile, you're just gonna be par- barely paying the bills at home. I, I don't think there's gonna be much cushion here at all. And what no, happens uh, uh, right now is not. What happens if you have a, a failure on a truck? You know, engines are pretty darn reliable anymore. I don't worry too much about that. One boxes, emissions issues issues with turbos these days it, it, things run up to ten thousand dollar bills in a heartbeat on a truck now that that's just not a big oh, yes, bill anymore. Do. <laughs> yeah and 15 isn't out of the question 20 could happen and oh yeah easy and how would you pay that right now I, I i could go to the company that i'm leased
1: to and they would help me out okay and but that's uh um a big chunk would be taken out of the settlement every week until that's paid for.
0: So we, we have two problems there. You don't have $20,000 to cover a major repair. If you have to borrow Uh, it as of right now, no, right. If you have to borrow it, we just made things worse because now not only do you have to pay the $20,000 repair, you have to pay the interest on the money you've borrowed. So now our profit goes down even more and we have this big payment coming out to cover this, and things just get tougher and tougher. You've got to, if that happens, and and the reason we're talking about this is because you need a plan ahead of time. You you need to know exactly what you're going to do if you have one of these repairs. And sometimes the decision might be, I've just got to hang up the keys. Because what you have to be careful of is going further and further into debt and then not surviving anyway. Now you you end up with a big tax bill. You end up with uh, defaulting on, on equipment, defaulting on this loan, and it could take you years to get out of that. So there is a point where you have to start thinking what would cause me to just say, I'm done. What What is that number? Sure. What And if I am going to call that, I need to call it as soon as possible. So you just need to be thinking about that. So you've got to plan because the, these numbers are just, they're scary. Um, in order to generate mm-hmm. that 53 cents a mile profit, which is not enough. I mean, we're that's just all we can do with that number is survive. But in order to do that, you are generating and 35 cents a mile on all miles. I I don't know how long we can count on that to hold up. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I've been trying to scream at them about is
1: this, this, this this isn't working. What can we do? Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait, stop. I I want to change your thinking. When you say I'm screaming at them to say, what can we do? You shouldn't be screaming at anybody except the guy in the mirror. Nobody else is going to be able to change this. Your carrier is not going to magically say, oh, I'm sorry. We didn't realize you were struggling. Let's give you another 30 cents a mile. That's not going to happen. The rates are what the rates are. This is why I don't put a lot of focus on revenue, because if you're always dependent on a certain amount of and every business is dependent on a certain amount of revenue, but. We see an industry that, in the last couple of years, thinks three dollars a mile freight is a necessity, and and the, if it, if it's not there, they don't know what to do. That's going to happen to you. We're we're already there. Two thirty five is is okay, but what happens when that two thirty five becomes just two twenty five? Your right. bottom line can't afford a ten cent a mile haircut. You will start falling behind Ooh. on bills. With the truck, and if you need tires, you're going to end up buying used tires or recaps. And then you see where where we're going with this. What happens? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're we're at the point where we just have to work on survival. That has to be the plan. You've got to cut everything out you can cut. We have to work on really improving expenses in the business. Uh, I, I'm going to make what a lot of people would think would be a pretty radical statement here, but. It's time to completely forget about revenue. It is what it is, and we've got to focus on expenses. I would not drive this truck faster than 55 miles an hour. Right. I mean, that's that should be instant, like today. We just do not go over 55 miles an hour. It's just not going to happen because every time you slow down, we save a little bit of money, and you slow down enough for a long sure. enough period of time, and that becomes the one thing that might save you. Gotcha. So I wish I had better news, um, but at this point, we've just got to just really, really focus on cutting expenses to the bone in the business and at home. Um, if you get some home numbers together, um, we can do this again in a – we could do it again tomorrow if you wanted. Oh, I, I, I'm going home uh, for the
1: weekend, so I – It'll take me a, a day or so to get everything all gathered together, and what home expenses are, and so on and so forth. Cause off the top of my head, like I said, you know, house is seven fifty, car six fifty. I bought a whole hey, home Chuck, generator Chuck, a couple of years ago. Chuck, stop Still paying on that. Stop. Yeah. So
0: stop. I'm, I'm just, stop. just rattling stop. off top of my head. No, just stop. <laughs> we need to change your thinking. You are not grasping the desperation here. I'm feeling it more than you are. Now, it probably gotcha. won't matter whether you get your home numbers together today and call me tomorrow morning or you wait until Monday. In the real world, it probably won't matter. But you know what matters? The attitude that it's okay to let it go till Monday. I'm on my way home. Oh, I'm trying to make sure you still have a home to go to. Mm-hmm. If I were you, this, th- that truck would not mm-hmm. move until I had these numbers together. And I would be calling back tomorrow. Tomorrow's a great day. You're, you're. Not only do you get um, my opinions on this, you're going to get Joel and Henry and Alec and people who have been through many of these downturns and they know how to get through them. But if if it's you just, got you know you. you're heading home and you want to wait till Monday, we can do that too. Right? yeah <clears throat> Because you know, I got to double check my bank statement and, and said, such, and I, I, just. So I have hey, hey, hey Chuck. actual numbers. Chuck, I I really think you should think about getting out of this. I, I've been contemplating that really no, I, hard I, as I, well. I I, um, I could help you with that. I think you should. You you don't have the killer instinct okay. that you're going to need. You're real lackadaisical about it. Well, you know, yeah, I, I, I just got to get some things together. I know you do. It doesn't seem all that important. I think I'd hang up the keys. Right. Like I said, I've been seriously,
1: you
0: know, find out how how you can yeah, find out uh, how you get out of this really overpriced equipment, right? That's that's going to be a challenge. But uh, based on what I see in the numbers, it's not a, you know, it's not an absolute that you're going to fail. There is some wiggle room in these numbers, not a lot, but I, I. Think we could probably come up with a mathematical plan that will work, but I, I, like I said, in order to save one when it's this bad, you really need some kind of killer instinct. That I'm just not hearing.
1: I'm um, oh, oh, okay. i um, I that's where I guess I, I don't know. That's where my disconnect is. Is I, I don't I, understand that. I don't have the killer instinct. Is is. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it all. I'm just, I'm just, I'm know, just thinking of,
0: of part. you know, entrepreneurial so, stories, um, my, my own other people. I know sure. I could go back at, at times where, you know, I slept in my car because I, I, I couldn't spend money on a hotel. I, I got up in the morning for a business meeting and I had slept in my car the night before I was going to make sure I didn't sure. fail. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not hearing that from you. No matter how many times I point out how desperate your numbers are, it's still, well, Yeah, maybe I'll get to it on Monday. I, I'm, I'm going home. I mean, come on, going home's important. It, it, it's, it's an attitude. And, and I don't know how to, I, I know it when I hear it. I know where people fall on the spectrum of, I will do anything I have to do to make this business succeed down to, well, if it's convenient, I'll do that. Well, I'm not trying to be on the
1: convenient I, it, part it, of
0: it. I, is I, it's not a matter trying of trying. It, it's but. not a matter of trying. I think it's a personality mm. thing. I don't know how to teach this to somebody. I can teach anybody the math. I can teach the business strategies you need, the tactics. I can't teach mindset. I can hear it. I recognize it. I know what kind of mindset it takes to succeed in the times we're going into, this is what many, many people that are, have tried to get into business in the last 10 years don't understand. We haven't had a significant pullback. And I'm pullback. willing to, to
1: keep the nose to the grindstone. It,
0: and that's yeah, what you're but, talking about. Like, keep but, the but nose you're not. to the grindstone. But, but, you're, but you're not, Chuck. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Your, your, your responses to my question tell me something different. You're only willing to put your nose to the grindstone as you say when it fits your desires today. I well I, I'm not going to work on my numbers today because I want to go home. I, well, I have to look
1: them up and I don't have them on my yeah, phone. But you did I don't say, have that you, computer. But,
0: but oh, come on! I can call my wife and get them. A- a- of course, later. you can. Absolutely. Uh, uh, but see, you don't think that way. There's there's a great example right there. I was already thinking, if I'm on the road, how do I get my hands on these numbers? Do I have to call my bet? Ba- you were thinking, well, I'll just do it when I get home. Now that I've pushed you, you start to come up with some answer. Oh well, sure, I could call my wife. Do you see the difference in thought process? That, that I, I don't know, yeah. like I said, I don't know how to change that in people. There are people who are, you know, entrepreneurial, for lack of a better word, and most people just aren't. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a criticism. It, there's nothing wrong with that. It just is. Not everybody should be in business. It's why the vast majority of our country is not in business. Most people are employees. And there's a reason. I'm not telling you you can't change this. I'm just telling you, I don't know how you do change it. If I knew, I would tell you. I've, sure. just, I've, I've sure. seen over the years, my experience, if, if you don't have that, you, you can probably stay in business when times are good. It, it was almost impossible not to stay in business with the truck for the last three years. But that's changed, right? Oh, and, and and the biggest yeah, thing I, I, I believe I can still help you with is making the decision to really dig deep and think, I, I can't answer this one for you, can you change your mindset? And don't say, of course I can, I know you can. The better question is, will you change your mindset? And I, I, I don't know how sure. to tell you how to do it, but if you can't do it, my advice would be to try to figure out how to get out of this as easy as possible. Right. So, gotcha.
2: Yeah. Do so, what I have
1: to absolutely do to stay, to, to keep at it or hang it up.
0: Yeah, so what I would do is I would take that drive home and really, really think hard on that. And then what I would also do yeah, is, I, I, is either way, get those numbers together, call me back on Monday or tomorrow if you decide you can get that done, either one, and let's see what the odds are. I mean, we may look at the numbers and go, hey, there is a pretty good chance here. Or we may look at them and go, yeah, no, we should bail now. Sure. So sure. We, we, we do yeah. still have that one number uh, to kind of look at to, to make the decision, but that I would take the time on the way home to really think about, because here's the other thing I can tell you, you go get your numbers. We look at your numbers and we go, you know what? There's a shot here. The challenge is just starting, you know, just by saying, okay, I'm going to go forward with this. I'm going to do everything I can. There is still a very high likelihood that something else may force you out of business. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: So being leased to said carrier i i don't want to change carriers or anything like that because yeah, i don't going to be greener Chalk, anywhere Chalk,
0: else chuck why i don't know why you're going there with your mind not once in all the conversations we've had so far did i ever even mention anything like le- if you were to leave a carrier right now you might as well just slit your own throat uh, you wouldn't I, make it I, three weeks was- that's what I was Right. Yeah, so why 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 is, yeah, yeah, I no, know but um, why no. are we even talking about that? I didn't. You shouldn't be thinking about That is a waste of brain cells right now. Again, I want to I got to get you back to this killer instinct of I have one job right now and it is to cut my expenses to the bone. Leaving a carrier and going to another one doubles your expenses for a couple weeks. So uh, you, you, oh, yeah. well, you sure. got to get, it's this focus thing again. It's where your mind is going. I know I'm being really hard yeah. on you, but I have to, I don't know any know, other way yeah, to help no, somebody I, and, in this position. And I appreciate that.
1: And I appreciate that. Kevin, I really do. I, I, and that's what I need is that that hard smack to say, wake the fuck up, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's time. Um, uh, so, but, and, but that's the only reason why I brought up the carrier. So that, that's where I'm feeding is from that carrier that I'm leased to. And that's why I said, yeah, I do and, not want to go anywhere else. Cause that's, it would absolutely kill me for sure. Let me, You're
0: right. Let me give 110%. you 10%. Let me give you something positive to do with that information then. Okay. Who, who is your best relationship at that carrier? Um, the guy who does most of the oversize or brings in the oversize work. Okay. I would, when we have numbers together, we've got half of them already. We have a business report, very clear. You can see what's going on with profit. I would get your home numbers together and I would go in and I would sit down in person and I would have a heart to heart with that person and say, look, I'm in a tough spot. I made some mistakes. I've got a lot of equipment payments to cover here. I am willing to do whatever I have to do to make this work. And I need your help. Right. I would be completely honest with them and they'll help. Sure. I, I really have never seen human beings look at somebody that's, that's that sincere and asking for help and say, no, sorry, we can't do anything. Oh, well, and yeah, that's, you know, but, it, you it, know it, it doesn't mean that they're going to bump your pay up three cents a mile. What it means is that they'll keep oh, in no, mind.
1: It's under contract right. I get 81 percent and that's that.
0: Well, that's not necessarily true either. That can be negotiated. I just don't see it happening in this environment. But but that can be no. ne- there. All contracts can be negotiated. And I don't care if they have 10,000 owner-operators and everybody's on the same contract. It doesn't mean it can't be done, but I don't see it happening now. But what they can do is say, look, this guy's sincere. He's serious about this. He makes a good partner for us because he does care, and he cared enough to come to us and ask for help. There are little things they can be doing to help you, and sometimes maybe some big things, but you got to ask. Sure. So sure. when we get some yeah. numbers together and you've got a solid plan in your mind, then that would be the next thing I would schedule would be an in-person sit down. Sure. Yeah. Cause they are your best ally right now. And I agree. Yeah. And
1: that's, that's the only reason why I was bringing up carrier is that's, that's who I'm contracted to do. This is what the pay is. And <clears throat> yeah, but yeah <laughs> okay i got you, an. and you've got a lot to think two about. three weeks out months out you know i mean whatever it takes to, that's to make money i'm willing to do it, absolutely and that's it, why i was the, working back towards home i've been two weeks out and the poor dog got injured so that's why i made it back home so he can get his paw looked at.
0: got it and i didn't have to yeah but Uh, let me, I'm going to keep hammering this thought process. I I know what it's like to be on the road, on the road right now. Spent a lot of my life on the road, traveled every way you could travel, planes, trains, automobiles, RVs, you name it, trucks. Um, I can promise you there are really good vets all over the country. I've done it. Sure. We've taken a pet in on the road to a new place. You know, at this point, I'm going to go one step further again in this thought process. I honestly, if I were in this position, I may not have a dog with me. I love dogs. I can't imagine saying that. But it's also a distraction. I know what it's like. And you'd say, well, it's not that much work and it's not that much. And you're right. Most of the time it's not. But in a time like this where I would want to be so hyper-focused on on making it, just surviving – I think I'd get rid of that distraction and and I would make it gotcha. a, a, a motivator for me but when I get my numbers a little better then i can I can bring the dog back, yeah, and we got four of them to choose from okay. that's that's how you have to start thinking though you still have diesel uh absolutely, yeah, and I'm missing him because okay. he's not on the road with me he, for several reasons, but one. <laughs> I I would not bring him on a trip like this. It would be too much of a distraction for me. I got you. Sure. Yeah.
1: I, I just, it's, I get in my own little world driving down the road and I forget that you're on this, on this platform now,
0: not on the satellite radio. So you, you I know, really miss you on the satellite radio, by the way. <laughs> well, I, you should love me even more now. We don't have any commercials and how I have spent. Uh, That's true. I have spent almost a solid, uh, over a solid half hour with your call. I almost never did that on satellite. Yes, you have. I do now.
1: No, and you're right. You couldn't. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah.
1: And here's something else. You have a whole lot
0: less headaches. Here's (laughs) here's something else to think about. You must be listening on the app, right?
1: When I remember, oh, crap, he's
0: on. I looked down at the time. right, Right. Yeah. So set an alarm so you don't miss it. That'd be easy. I'm on the same time every day. Just set an alarm on your phone, and you won't miss any shows. But every show we've done since we left Sirius is on the app. You can go listen to them all. So even Rolling Toe? Everything. The Power Hour, Destination Health, Rolling Toe, they're all on the app.
1: So, uh, okay, here's another quick question for you. A couple weeks ago, it was a Thursday. I'm like, cool, I get to listen to Rolling Toe. And when you went to switch over to him, it cut out. It went to one of whatever replay that it went on. Why is
0: that? The, if it was last Thursday, um, I was not aware that we weren't doing rolling Toe last Thursday. I think uh, oh. Kevin was out of town traveling somewhere. If I remember right, Mike was going to do the show by himself, and then at the last I think, minute, no, this I, was a couple weeks ago. Then I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but, I mean, we we okay. it shouldn't happen. We do occasionally have some technology issues, but for the most part, I understand a, a, that now, even sometimes when you don't hear a live show, it might be because of a technical issue. Uh, we're probably still doing the show and it's being recorded. So sometimes shows that didn't make it live or we had some issues want we always have backup recordings. So the whole show is on the recording. Right. So
1: other than slowing down, um, I think I've done what I can to make this thing efficient
0: as possible. Mm, no, you doing haven't. Over-dimensional. No, you haven't.
1: no, you haven't. Well, I've been to Pittsburgh Power.
0: Well, hold on. For hold a on. Tune. We're, we're not going to go there yet. Okay. We're not going to go there yet. You have got some very clear things to go focus on. And then decide whether okay. you're calling me back to try to move forward or whether you're calling me back to see how we get out of this with the least amount of damage. So let's stay focused on that next number you need. And all the house numbers. Got Correct. You as accurate as you can possibly be sure yeah all right so go do some thinking and then uh, decide how you want to move forward and then uh, call me back and let me know and we will continue to work on it let's go to Salt Lake City Nigel welcome howdy what's on your mind today oh you Kevin good well first. First thing, I've got a oil sample. I'm not
2: worried about it, but I just wondered if you got an explanation for the uh, boron that yeah. shows up in it.
0: Yeah. I wish I didn't have to explain this because I've explained it uh, probably okay. a thousand. It, it's not a big deal, but I've explained it about a thousand times over the years. Um, what I really want Polaris to do, and they just won't even consider it, I wish they would just take those two sections off the report the multi source metals and the additive metals. In how long have I been doing this now? Oil samples for 20, 30, 25 years, been a long time. Uh, not once have I ever used that section. There is no usable information up there that ever matters. What it's telling us is additive metals primarily. Even multi-source metals are really additive metals. You see on yours okay. you have no manganese. none. Yours is zero. Well, I might have a, a sample that it's 800. Well well that would seem crazy. Why it's just because one oil manufacturer puts it in as, as an additive and one doesn't. You have Molly in yours. Molly is a friction modifier. Not oil not all oil has Molly. And the other problem I find is you buy two bottles of the same oil and the additive package on the two bottles doesn't even match that well. And they're the exact same oil. So I just wish they would take this off so we could stop talking about it all the time. But those numbers are completely meaningless. All it's saying is you have either more or less boron than we normally see in oil, but it just doesn't matter.
2: Oh, that's okay. I, you know, I've heard you say that before, and everything. I just wonder if there is some specific, yeah, you know, I, I wish explanation there
0: explanation for it, but I, it's enough. just that that, um, it's like chili. I mean, I have a chili recipe. You might have a chili recipe. The next caller might have a chili recipe. What are the odds that they're going to be the same?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: They're not. So if we did a, uh, a chili sample, them, one of them would say, "Well, wait a minute." How come this one has three times as much pepper flake as the other one does? Oh, because Kevin likes his chili really hot. There's, there's, it's just oil has recipes, and, and I don't know why we want this detail down to that level of what they put in the oil. It just doesn't matter.
2: Yeah, yeah. Apart from that, that's, that's a pretty decent sample, I think. It? Oh, it
0: looks fantastic. Yeah, it's a really good sample. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm happy with that. Uh,
2: the other thing I wanted to just mention, I sent a link, um, a podcast. Um, the guy who I lease onto, he started doing a podcast series. I saw that; it looks um, interesting. It's called, yeah, it's called Built to Lead, and it's it is good. You know, I'm saying that because I'm, you know, I know the guy I'm leased onto, it, but it is really interesting. He's a really smart guy. It sounds and like it. A- it's a it started him and his dad started with one so you know maybe 18 years ago something like that I've been leased onto him now for 12 years and they've grown immensely or Jory has especially he sort of took the helm and he's only a young kid
0: yeah that's Uh, awesome
2: but just Everything is – one of the guys, like you said, knowing your numbers and everything, he's a guy that he could ring up at 2 o'clock in the morning and ask him a question. He'd
0: know it. <laughs> That's it, right. He
2: just never switches off. Right. And it's like now when you when you talk to him, when you listen to that, we're in the times we're in, and he's growing in a big way. You know, he's buying he, – so, he can't get enough trucks.
0: He can't get enough trailers. Yeah, see, there are huge it, opportunities – but most people, um, you know, are somewhere on the spectrum of the guy I'm trying to work with right now. I mean, their head's spinning. They, they have no plan. They don't know where to look for a plan because they haven't done that hard work. You know, I, I, do, I do not want to be the guy that keeps coming on here and saying, I told you so. Um, but, but I do want to yeah. bring some things to people's attention. You know, for the last 10 years, this long run up we've had, I I can't count how many times I was, you know, told, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Why do you focus on expenses all the time? Who cares what your fuel costs? You should be getting a rate high enough to cover all of that. Um, A lot of what I've been trying to say about supply and demand, about building relationships, uh, even if you were doing all of those things, things are going to be difficult right now. Now, the one thing that that really helps is cash. How how many times did I say, pay down your debt, save cash, pay down your debt, save cash, keep doing it. The more cash you piled up, the easier this becomes. If you've got enough cash, you you can just kind of sit back and say, look, I'm not going to sweat it. Uh, I'm going to go work hard. I'm going to continue cutting costs, but uh, I've got cash, so I'm okay. And I, I imagine this company you're talking about, not only are they okay cash-wise, they're in a position to go out and buy up opportunities.
2: Well, I'll I'll give you an example. Like you said, well, a couple. We're in this economy that we're in, which we've pretty much been in for a couple of years now, unstable, not knowing what's ahead and everything. And he's a real visionary. You know, he's looking 10 years out and everything. He's not looking at next week or next month. Right. And. Uh, the, the company started a HD a mechanical division up some years ago, maybe five six years ago. Uh, just really come that due to building relationships and networking, it, it exploded. And we they actually built they bought some land and put a building up five full through bays, and that was I think that was three maybe four years ago three three and a half years ago, uh, and. At the time, that was big enough in his vision to be good for the next 10 years. Right. And here we are, three and a half years later, and they're in the process now of doubling the size. That's outstanding. It's just not big enough.
0: Yeah, that's outstanding. And Um, then
2: on on top of that, it's
0: just... I'm going to have to cut you loose. I got some calls to get to. I am on a hard clock today. Um, Hey, it was good to hear from you. I haven't heard from you in a while. I love that recommendation. I'm going to listen to it. So uh, call back soon. We'll talk about it. I will. All right. Take care. Great stuff. Let's go to Arizona. Dave, welcome.
3: Hey, Kevin. Uh, It's been a while since I called. I am getting back into business. I got my first load. Wow. Uh, it took me a while, but my truck, That's exciting. yeah, my truck's been, yeah, my truck's been sitting, uh, since last, uh, when AB California, AB five went into effect. And so I finally just, uh, moved out of, uh, California and I got a Nevada license now. And, um, so, uh, I drove a bobtail all the way. My truck's been sitting for a whole 13 months. And I bopped out all the way to Arizona to, for the orientation and got my first load. And uh, and I, I was going to ask you what, uh, you know, it's only, uh uh-huh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I was just going to say, are you telling me you, you uprooted your whole life and you, you moved for your business? Yeah. Congratulations. That's what it takes. Well, I have to. I that, don't want to lose my truck. I, I, <laughs> that's the kind of thinking that I'm talking about. That, that's the kind of thinking that it takes oh. that, you know, I, I for you, I don't know, it may or may not have been a difficult decision. A lot of times it is. I mean, moving your where you live is usually a big thing. And I'm, I'm highlighting that because that's kind of what, you know, is required in an, in an economy like we're heading into. That And some people will say, well, oh, I can't believe you're going to sacrifice, you know, home time or you're going to uproot your whole family or you're going to move away from your family and friends you know what? That's sometimes what it takes to succeed in business. And whether you believe that's a good thing or not, it it doesn't matter. I'm going to do what I have to do to stay in business. I've been in business my whole life. And there's nothing wrong with saying I'm not willing to sacrifice that kind of stuff to be in business. I should just be an employee. Uh, The struggle comes in when people are in business and can't get their head around that. So wanted to just point that out. Congratulations. You did what you had to do.
3: Oh uh, yeah. Well, it was easy for me. I live in a travel trailer, so yeah, okay, <laughs> very easy for yeah, me. Yeah.
0: That's kind of what I say about this coach. It's got wheels and an engine for a reason. I can take it anywhere I need to go. So, but congratulations uh, yeah. anyway. Okay. Thank you.
3: Um, so, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, I was kind of picky about my load. I'm, I'm looking at the load board and, uh, and, I' You know, I finished my orientation and uh, uh, Wednesday and then I got a trailer and got my, I just booked a load and it picks up tomorrow. Uh, and I was looking at my uh, maintenance report. And uh, so last time I did my oil change was uh, only just barely 15,000 miles ago and i i kind of went checked in and see if i should do another oil change cuz it's been sitting but no she said that if it's got so so should i do an oil change it's only no. got 15500 miles absolutely
0: okay. not okay no. even though it's been sit, even though it's been sitting for a whole uh since uh, august of 22 if it were sitting for 5 years i wouldn't change my mind Oh, okay. Really? I, I, I've never seen oil degrade just sitting in the engine. I just haven't. I've looked at okay. thousands and thousands of oil samples, and I, I I bought a truck that hadn't had hardly any miles put on it in about 10 years. Um, and honestly, I didn't even ask when he changed the oil last. I didn't care. I mean, I, I knew I was just going to do a sample anyway, And I left it in there, I did a sample, and I could not tell the difference in the oil, the physical condition of the oil, between that truck that had been sitting a long, long time with oil in it, and any other oil sample I've ever done. And if I can't see it in an oil sample, you're never going to convince me there's a problem with it.
3: Okay. Well, well, that's good to know, because you know how in cars, they want you to change your oil every 3,000 miles or three months, whichever comes first? Uh,
0: Of course they do. That's That's how they make money. That's not okay that's all that is good so that there is is, there is zero zero evidence that there is any reason to change your oil that often on modern cars i'll tell you what i've been doing for about 30 years maybe longer Um, when mobile one the synthetic oil first kind of came out or i became aware of it uh, i started putting synthetic oil in my cars way back then and when i did I just put a date on the calendar. I changed my oil once a year. I didn't even watch the miles. And it's all—it's worked on it. It's every car I've ever owned, I've never had an oil-related problem. And the oil gets changed once a year. I don't care how much I drive it or don't drive it.
3: Okay. Well, in my case, it's, it's been over a year.
0: So? I just said if it were five, okay, it so wouldn't it change my it, mind. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. Now, what I would do, you're good. That saves
3: me 500 bucks. Yeah,
0: exactly. You're at 15,000 miles now. I would sample it at 25,000. Okay. And then we'll know exactly what's going on. Okay,
3: and and as far as sampling, that's another thing. You don't like those desktop samplers that
0: regular places do. You want me to send it to a certain place, right? Completely worthless. Okay. Uh, All I really say is send it to a full-service lab. Now, we have our favorite. We really like Polaris uh, Horizon Labs. But there are other good oil sample companies out there that are just fine, but not the desktop bench top units that it's a total waste of time we get no in fact we could end up with information that's so wrong it causes us to do something we shouldn't be doing oh okay hmm, okay so wait even though this let, let truck, me let me give you an oil example. is oh okay the, the people running okay. so you know if you go to uh horizon lab they have them all over the country and i've been to them they have millions of dollars worth of equipment the people that run the equipment are trained in oil chemistry they they have degrees in in that kind of stuff you pull into the you know quick oil change place you've got some 20 year old kid that was probably working at jiffy lube last week and, and all he knows is he stick, takes some oil, puts it in a bottle, and runs it through this machine. The machine hasn't been calibrated. It's not being cleaned right. We got cross-contamination. There are only so many things you can check this way. And what if we have cross-contamination, and you do one of these samples, and they tell you, oh, we have coolant in your oil. If you call me and tell me you have coolant in your oil, and I don't think to ask, how do you know that? We could be spending all kinds of money trying to find a coolant intrusion, and we're never going to find it because it's not there. That's what I mean about bad information. I'd rather have no information rather than bad information. Uh, True. Yes.
3: Okay. Okay. Okay, so I'm okay. So with even with this old engine, I could go wait till I get hit twenty five thousand miles, Absolutely. then do an oil
0: sample. Absolutely. Okay, and send it to Polaris. You can okay. buy you can buy the oil right, samples uh, in in our store at Let's Oh, you're talking about the little jars to send it in? Well, the bottle and the – you buy the kit. So what you're buying is a bottle, a form, and a box to mail it back in, and then that's the whole sample. I mean, if you were just to go pull some oil out of your engine right now, what would you do with it?
3: Yeah, I would send it to, uh, like you said, to
0: Polaris or to you. Well, well, no, don't be sending any oil samples to us. And how are you going to send it to Polaris if you haven't bought the kit to collect it? So that's how this works. You buy the kit, which includes the analysis. So you get the right bottle. You get the right form. You take, put some oil in the bottle, fill out the form, send it to them. You'll get a report back, and we have access to those reports because we're the reseller, and then you can call me, and I can help you with it. And with that, I've got to move along. I've got to get through these calls. Let's go to Louisiana. Mark, welcome. Let me try that again. Mark, uh, good morning. Good morning.
4: Hey, I'm here. All right. uh, hey, i got a couple of things. The, the first thing is I watched a video of TJ talking the other day on Twitter, and he was going on about how people should accept the quick pay and these brokers that are going under and that if you don't trust the broker and don't really know the broker. Well, I've got experience with when I first started in all this crap back in 2014, I leased on with a guy that had no deep pockets, and my failed hotshot career lasted about six or seven months. And I wasn't making any money. And then to make matters worse, I bought an auto auto hauling trailer and I leased on with somebody who wasn't really, they had no deep pockets. Mm -hmm. Within a couple months, they stopped making their payments. And that was like, that's when I got my authority. And they owed me over $12,000 and they weren't making payments. Right. So what I learned was, if you're going to do business with somebody, you better make sure that they have deep pockets. You might not like them. Uh, like and, and like like TQL. Everybody was like, oh, no, TQL sucks. Blah blah. Well, they got deep pockets. They're probably not going under. Same way with Ch Robinson. There's a, there's a couple in the auto hauling business that that uh, when I have to use a broker, I've used them and they don't pay the best in the world. But it's like they'll pay, and I, I'm on a quick pay with them. And I've hauled one load for them in the past year. I did it a, a while, a couple of weeks ago to get to Dallas. so I could grab a load of Volkswagens to go to Corpus. But if you don't like somebody, I mean, just because you're like, oh, they suck and blah, blah, blah. If they've got deep pockets, you're more than likely going to get paid. And as long as you, you know, know how to invoice, know what an invoice is, be able to you know, read the directions of what they tell you to do. Because everybody nobody reads directions. I mean, I don't even read directions to put together a, a desktop, desktop table. So, you know, they get an email and they tell you, this is what you need to do to get paid. I learned that before I ever owned the business. It's like, you need to fill this rate, this bill out in Holland chemicals and put everything in these, uh, right here, we're going to reject it. We're going to come looking for you. If you want to get paid, this is what you have to do. Well, I'm here to get paid. So I need to do what's required to get paid, but people don't do that. And then they blame everybody else but themselves for, for the fact that they don't do that. But you know it's qualify we talked a while back about that qualifying your customer qualifying what you and here's another thing there's a company that I know and Paul and I were talking about that they they lease on a bunch of drivers it's all owner operators this guy owns this this authority and he leases these people on well what they do is they he 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 gets he doesn't have his own freight and he hauls uh Basically, what I haul, and he takes thirteen percent from these people. Well, the 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 the, the, the asset the asset based carriers broker it out, and they take some off too. Well, these people get watered down freight, and this guy is just not doing nothing more than running cash flow. Right, and if there's a downturn, he's gonna have problems. Yep, he's gonna have huge problems. He's already run into a problem yep. with one company. And I know for a fact this one carrier gets paid from this uh, major auto manufacturer uh, five to seven days. But they make people, because they've made bad business decisions, right now they're whole, as far as I know. But they make sub haulers wait 45 days to get paid. And they said, and the lady, I asked her, I said, you pay in 45 days? She said, yeah, we'll do 30 once we know you. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: This, This is all of the stuff that comes out in a bad economy. This is the kind of stuff yeah. we've been talking about on this big run-up. You're right. You, you have to know their financial situation. If it's shaky during a really good time, then the odds are pretty high they're not going to make it through a tough time. And uh, you're right. We have to keep our eyes open for that. I, I do have to move along. I want to get to the last two calls uh, and then get to rolling toe. So uh, I am rushing these calls a little bit. Uh, Paul, what's up this morning?
5: Howdy. Your first caller. Yes. You've been preaching for years about the, I don't want to beat up on him, but he he had to have that classic Peterbilt that's going to get six miles a gallon or seven if he really works hard on a good day when he
0: could have been getting eight. Yeah. He paid for that big red oval. There there were, and, and still are, a lot of mistakes in that business. A lot. and we went through such a good time you could make that many mistakes and stay in business but you can't anymore yeah that that, that is yeah. that, those days are gone and i i think it's going to be a while before we get back to them I, I i can't see any way of any of this improving in the next 12 months Hang on and enjoy the ride. Yeah, it's all or, get or, off the bus. Or yeah, get right, the or, ride. Get, or get off the yeah. ride. Yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> we're really at yeah. that critical point with the, with this guy, um, because it, if if it really looks like you, you got to get off the bus, th- then you want to you don't even want to wait for the next bus stop. You need to open the window and jump out. Yeah.
5: So. You were talking about, you know, because people say, "Oh, you leased onto that carrier; their rates suck, or whatever, or their lease agreement sucks." <laughs> well, the, the company I'm leased to, which I've been leased to them for over 19 years, I am on a totally different contract than every single other own operator.
0: Excellent.
5: Because yeah, it, it changed twice. It happened. It changed twice after I came along. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you were here, so you're still on the, on the original. I'm on the original contract. Right. Everyone else is on a totally different contract
0: than me. Yeah. Yeah, so, that, that happens. Yeah. It, it's then, not common, but I, I try to get across to owner mm-hmm. operators. I don't care if they have 10,000 contractors. Nothing would stop them from, from customizing each one if they wanted to. Uh, they're not going to do that, but yeah. sometimes when you ask, you can actually negotiate some things.
5: Yeah, well, there's been times when I've done that too. So because
0: it's like yeah. that load's ugly, yeah, I can Ex- do it. But. Exactly. Yeah, it, we yeah, we are
5: negotiate, negotiated with them. So, it, you yeah.
0: you know you've heard this statement over and over and over and over. Um, if you're leased to a carrier, you're not a real owner operator. Whatever the hell that's supposed to mean. Um, no. Technically, I am an owner operator. If I'm not leased to a carrier, then I'm not an owner operator. I'm a carrier. But that's just words and it doesn't matter. But here's here's what's about to happen. Many, many, many people who have uttered those words over the years. If you're not on your own authority, you're not really they're going to go out of business. Because it, it, it just yeah, well, tells me how, how closed their mind is that they can't understand that there are some incredible opportunities out there being leased to a carrier. And there are some really good reasons to be leased to a carrier. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can attest to that because,
5: like, I'm leased to this carrier. They treat me good. But yeah. I choose where I'm going to go. Like, last week, it's like, oh, you're you coming down to get jeeps so i said no i'm going to mississippi to go to uh, virginia so i can go to pennsylvania there you oh, go okay right okay do that then perfect and then um i don't i don't want to i don't want to work that hard have my own already correct they do all, all yeah. that stuff for me and like at the end of the pay period if i want to get paid we submit a pay request which is i guess that's the equivalent of me giving them a statement or invoice whatever you want to call it and, right because if i don't send that in they don't pay me
0: mm-hmm so, that's yeah, how business works. Trail, right. So. That That's how business works. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, here, here's something else to be said. When, when I had my trucks, had I continued on my own authority, I would not have had any time to build the other business that I built, the, the tax and accounting side, which yeah. led me to where I am today. There is no way I would have had the time to do that if I had my own authority, but being leased to a carrier... Yeah. Freed up my time. Did all that spare time? Yeah, and I was able to go start another business. Yeah, uh, and for for the first guy was his name Chuck? Was it Chuck? Yes. Your first
5: call. So when your show finishes, you say we'll see you tomorrow, whatever. And then rolling toes coming up. Well, it takes a few minutes, so uh, it will go back to a show you did yesterday. Oh, that's before, a good point. And then when roll. And then we're Rolling Toe, because, you know, you, you go past 11 o'clock, and then, Tom, they get hooked up and everything. So you get, like, four minutes of a show, and then right. it goes to Rolling toast. So,
0: good good yeah. point. So, All right. And then Thanks. T- Speaking of which, I've got to go to Rolling toast, so I'm going to take one last call. Brandy, you get the final word. Uh-oh. Appreciate it, Kevin. Oh, there you are. Um, go ahead. i
2: just listening. I was listening to yesterday's show, Replay, and at the beginning of the show, you said you drove by the entrance to where you were you were headed to. I wanted to give you a, a navigation tip that I use uh, for stuff like that. Is Every now and then, my Garmin will basically go a blackout, the no signal, and uh, I put my Google phone with uh, Google Maps, and you can obviously satellite it, and you can see where those entrances are. It works great in fog and darkness and um, and rain, you know. I suppose. I, but,
0: uh, I, I, I used I used to do that a lot. I used to check the satellite just so I knew entrances and, and you know if it's going to be tight or tricky or uh, and you know after a while you kind of get out of the habit and uh, it's always pretty accurate. It, right. it turns out though, um, I actually got an Instacart delivery here last night. And they hand me all my groceries and she goes to close out the ride. And she said, well, that's weird. It won't let me close this out. It says I'm nowhere near the address. So it was telling her you couldn't have delivered those groceries because you're not at the address yet. And I looked at her and I said, yeah, that seems to be a problem with this address. I couldn't find it last night. So I would have thought that a company as big as Instacart probably gets this about 100 times a day or more. It was quite a process for her. She had to call this customer number. She had to listen to somebody clearly in another country somewhere, try to tell her, you know, what's going on. And then they had to escalate it up to another department. And I'm like, really? They have to deal with this just because an address is wrong? So I get it. I got lazy. Um, I appreciate the tip. I'm going to wrap this up so we can get to rolling toe. Uh, We will see you back here tomorrow for trucking technology and efficiency and uh, free-for-all. Stay tuned for Rolling Toe. They will be back up and live in, uh, we're going to call it under five minutes. We'll see you tomorrow. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master
1: the journey.